Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick, kindly glad to be with you again, along with Cameo Through my producer, Paul Sodic, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic affected Eucharistic adoration here in the Archdiocese and around the world. Now, with more people receiving the vaccine, people are returning to spend time in person with our Lord. Joining us to talk about how the Holy Family can actually help your holy hour, Deacon Gordon Bird, who works and serves at St. Joseph in Rosemont. Welcome to Practicing Catholic, Deacon. Thank you very much, Pastor. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Glad to have you back on the program. So it's only fitting, of course, that a deacon from St. Joseph is here to talk about how St. Joseph and, of course, Our Lady, the original adorers of Jesus, can help us in adoration. But before we jump in too deep, just can you give us a, an overview for anyone who might, be, might not, not be familiar with the practice of what is Eucharistic adoration? Well, Eucharistic adoration is, of course, adoring the Blessed Sacrament on the altar, and, uh, you know, it's, and, you know, Pope Benedict Emeritus really gives a good description of that, how, how it, adoration provides that opportunity for healing, strengthening, and better understanding of how our Lord speaks to each one of us, and uh, he explains the value of this devotion outside of Holy Mass, how it really prolongs and intensifies our communion experience which 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 does, takes place during the liturgy of the Eucharist, but indeed he says only in adoration can a profound and genuine reception mature, and it is precisely this personal encounter with the Lord that then strengthens the social mission contained in the Eucharist, which seeks to break down not only the walls that separate the Lord and ourselves, but also and especially the walls that separate us from one another. So, end of quote. And that's quite a mouthful. You know, yeah. of of a man that's uh, you know broad and deep, but uh, really, that's uh, it says quite a bit of what Eucharistic adoration can mean to us if we go there, just simply gazing upon Jesus, encountering Him, you know, with whatever readings we have or whatever thoughts we have in mind, and uh, trying to try to try to listen to Him in that communications that takes His presence there amongst us. Hmm. Mm, absolutely. And what are some of the what are some of the advantages and fruits would you say that uh, people who go regularly or even sporadically to Eucharistic adoration what can they expect in terms of um, how does the Lord bless that time? What are some of the fruits of doing this? Uh, maybe in contrast with some of the other forms of devotion as well. You know, and if you talk to people that are regular adores, and 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 I talk to I talk to men that simply go. You know, when they get done with work, they'll go for 15 minutes. Sure, we always mm-hmm. talk about this holy hour, but if you can just get 15, 30 minutes a day, or, you know, if you don't have that much time, or every other day or week, whatever works out in, in front of them, you can take, and you can, you can recollect what's going on in your life in the present moment, and it can really impact you on how you advance going forward in your life, you know, with your family, your friends, your workplace, and uh, it's just, and I think there, there's no trick to it, and I don't have a corner on, on uh, you know, what it takes to be an expert in adoration. I don't think there's uh, such person as that, except maybe the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, of course, themselves, the first adorers. Sure. But uh, it's just simply getting there and gazing upon Christ and taking to Him what's going on in, in, your, in your mind, in your heart, 
in your soul at that time and see what he's speaking to you. Right, right. Now, uh, staying in this same theme for a while, Deacon, just in case, again, there are others or, or somebody wants to introduce somebody to the whole practice of, of Eucharistic adoration, I appreciate that you said, you know, sometimes it's just, I just take 15 minutes. And, and uh, I'll be honest, sometimes I just, uh, I pop into the chapel when I know adoration is going on just for, I don't know, three to five minutes just to just to spend that bit of time with the Lord as well. But um, traditionally, there's this thing called the holy hour when you're there for an entire hour. Um, And that can seem a little intimidating, especially if you're not used to the practice. What advice would you give to someone who's kind of wanting to get into that practice of having a holy hour? Well, you know, that's a great question. And I just recently came off um, presiding in a retreat for the last three days. It was a Lenten retreat, and we we named it... uh, a journey of adoration with the Holy Family through the eyes of Saint Joseph, and and uh, you know in my in, in my affinity to the Catholic Watchman, of course, I used the three daily disciplines to explain to those that uh, showed up those three different nights, and they were all holy hours, and we had the Blessed Sacrament in front of us. On really use use our three daily disciplines of praying with a devotion to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, mm-hmm. and second, encounter Jesus in the Scriptures. So if you have some scriptural readings, you can, you, can, you can take to adoration or some other meditations of the saints or early church fathers, great. And then reflect on what these spiritual providers, defenders, and leaders of the faith are telling you as children of God. You know, we're all brothers and sisters of Jesus to move forward on. And just and, and and so, if you get kind of stuck, of course, in that in, the, in during that hour, it's say, gee, what do I do? You know, you've got you've got always those three things you can use. You know, whether in rotation or back and forth, that'll that'll keep you going. Mm-hmm. And of course, some people have the the gift of just simply gazing there and contemplating for the full hour. That's not me, Patrick. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and of course the roots of it all, all go back to Jesus saying, gosh, can't you just spend one hour with me? Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then, of course, to bring back the real presence, St. Thomas Aquinas was asked to create these beautiful hymns when Eucharistic adoration kind of started again in those 12th and 11th century to, to recognize that Christ is really present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But, but you do, you know, you, there's some disciplines you can actually take to adoration to help you get through that hour. Okay. Um, that's a, uh, and I have found, you know, just based on that too, I have found that, uh, yep, it's, it's important for me to have some of the other disciplines that are, that are there with me. But, um, I'm in striving to, of course, deepen my relationship with the Lord and to, uh, to, yeah, become more aware of his presence uh, with us there in the Blessed Sacrament. You know, I try to factor in at least a, a limited amount of time and during a holy hour that I'm focused just on on contemplating the presence of the Lord with us where, you know, yes. other, part, other parts might be involved, you know, praying a rosary or spiritual reading or something like that. 
but uh, but contemplating, taking some time in silence just to contemplate the Lord, and and that's been very fruitful for me. Now, so uh, let's stay with Saint Joseph here for a second. You brought him up, and as one of the original adorers of Christ, I love that uh, that we've seen that here in the year of Saint Joseph. What other tips can you give us on how we can invite St. Joseph to be a fellow adorer with us and to, to model for us what adoration of our Lord actually looks like? Well, as you mentioned, I mean, if you can simply gaze and contemplate on, you know, the truths of our Lord and Him in front of us, why not look at, you know, His, his earthly father as an example who really, you know, like you said, was one of the, the first adorers of Christ. Mother of God and Saint Joseph were the first adorers, and and uh, if you if you look at you know what Saint Joseph was was asked to do in the scriptures, and we we encountered you know Jesus in the scriptures, and that's that's how we that's how God speaks to us, and we can do this through this patron saint of our universal church by seeing what was he what was he compelled and asked to do of God that. That, that gave him this great faith and this great hope and this this great courage that are, are attributed to him time after time, and and if you think about it, he you can recollect and envision his experience of of him as his journey with following these four dreams. I mean, you talk about following your dreams, right? I mean, Saint Joseph literally, you know, literally did that, and it, which takes an immense amount of faith. But those are those are dreams you can look at that are scriptural and say, okay, what would I do if I was in that same same position as he was in my current situation? And uh, not to say that we're going to have these revelationary dreams like he has, but the scriptures are there to advise us how to apply things in our own lives. And you know, he he of course first you know brought the Lord into his life, and and then he. He brought the Lord and the family to Egypt, and then he came back from Egypt, and and they said, no, don't settle here, back to the Holy Land, but mm-hmm. you know, get up there to Galilee where it's safer. And he followed he followed four dreams to do the Lord's will, and if that doesn't take an immense amount of faith, hope, and courage, then I, I don't know what does. Yeah. And today, there's you know, there's. There's there's the, the attack on the family, right? I mean, you know, you hear that time and time again. Whether you listen to, uh, you know, uh, you know, at uh, small groups you're in or multimedia, Catholic radio, and things elsewhere, there's an attack on the family, and of course we see it in politics and so forth, and too. Well, so we need to look to the Holy Family and the leader of the Holy Family to see what their habits were, what did they do throughout, you know, from what we know from the scriptures. And what we can contemplate in those hidden years, um, right before Christ's public ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, 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 I think this is a novel way. As I was contemplating this before the show, uh, this is a novel way to me. I have not contemplated about how Saint Joseph can actually be a, a, a teacher when it comes to adoring, uh, to adoring the Christ. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, Deacon, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on us and reflecting with you about that. Um, I know that you you submitted an article. There's an article in the Catholic Spirit about this, which is available online, uh, too, so you can go and check that out. But, uh, Deacon, I, I'll also tell you, we had Archbishop Hebda on at the beginning, who gave us a blessing, and we had Father Jubel on, who gave us a blessing. And since we have a three-tiered uh 
ordained ministry of bishop, priest, and deacon. I would love it if you would be so kind as to give us your blessing so we can get uh, one from a bishop, one from a priest, and one from a deacon. My pleasure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. With this year of St. Joseph, we're joined to learn many of his virtues, our Lord, starting with faith and hope, so we can expel his love to you that he had to you and the Blessed Mother. St. Joseph's living faith prompted him to act upon his belief and have complete trust in you, Lord. May Many of his actions, may we learn from those, many that took place in the hidden years of our Lord Jesus. May the blessings of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, descend upon you all and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Deacon Gordon Bird, thank you so much for that. Thank you for joining us here on Practicing Catholic. God bless you and your continued good work. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. Take care. Yes. All right. So we're going to head into our final break. There's more to Practicing Catholic still to come after this quick break. Ways for you to grow in the practice of your faith and connect with the local church. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> 